Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Got a little news for you. It's the news update on Make It Rain. Good morning, Joe. Good morning, Dane. I'm Alex Fasano with your Make It Rain news update. What a week nine in the NFL as it is every single Sunday. We got a Monday recap for you. But before we get into that, guys, aside from the Browns losing to the Broncos 24-19, Brandon Allen getting his first career start and his win, uh, Odell Beckham Jr. and Jarvis Landry were told to change cleats at halftime. I don't know if you guys saw this. They were wearing Joker S cleats on Odell's feet, and Jarvis Landry was wearing some type of orangey-brown color, and they were told at halftime you have to either change your cleats or sit. And uh, a little bit of controversy there in Cleveland, but aside from the gameplay, there is just total chaos down in Freddie Kitchen's kitchen. Uh, not looking good for the Cleveland Browns. They allowed Brandon Allen to go for almost 200 yards. Uh, Philip Lindsay went for 92 yards and a score. And uh, Noah Fant, the tight end rookie, uh, went off three catches for 115 yards and a score. Baker Mayfield... Still think he's elite, guys? Uh, no, I don't think so. 273 yards, a touchdown. Nick Chubb doing Nick Chubb things. 20 attempts for 65 yards. Four catches for 26 yards. All right, guys, I'm sorry. I have to do it. Miami gets its first win of the season. Joe, you were on it all during pro football today. What was the Jets going to do? They, had, they weren't doing anything all no, season. No, he wasn't. No, 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 wait a second. I was on it. Joe was saying that there was no way in hell the Jets wouldn't go out there and win. Well, I was saying, remember when I was giving the injury updates that Tremaine Johnson and Mosley were out, he said they haven't been doing anything all season, so what That's was the difference going to be at all? Right, but Joe yeah. was very clear. He thought the Jets, the Jets were, were going to get win. it done. I was scared about this game. Everybody was on it. Give me the fish. Give me the fish. Gabe was saying, Dane, you said it yourself. You were right. Give me the fish. And uh, the fish showed up. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Go ahead, Congratulations, Joe. all you who actually spent money on a one-win <laughs> team or a zero-win team. It's a hell of a game to bet. <laughs> I'm not saying that. A win is a win. Let's just get it accurate. That's all I'm saying. Don't Mm. try and say Joe was all over the fish. That's not the case. That's all. You were over the fish. He was over the uh, the Jets secondary not doing anything. And uh, they did not do anything. Ryan Fitzpatrick, 288 yards, three touchdowns. Preston Williams caught two of them, five catches for 72 yards, two scores. Devontae Parker caught the other one, four catches for 57 yards and a score. For the Jets, Sam Darnold. 260 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Le'Veon Bell showing up a little bit. 17 rushes for 66 yards, eight catches for 55 yards. Jamison Crowder, eight catches, 83 yards, and a score. I got to do it too, guys. My Pittsburgh Steelers, 26 to 24 over the Indianapolis Colts. Laces out. Always, always, always laces out. Adam Vinatieri. Adam Vinatieri. Uh, he missed an extra point too, so he's yeah. the age is getting to him. That's for sure. Um, but the Steelers coming out on top at home. Mason Rudolph, 191 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Jalen Samuels, you heard in the promo before, uh, J- Jim Day called it. He got 13 catches, 13 targets. He caught all of his passes for th- 73 yards. Uh, he had eight rushes for 10 yards. That's actually a Steelers record, guys. Fun fact, 13 catches in a game. That's the most by any Steelers running back. He beat Le'Veon Bell's record. So congratulations to Jalen Samuels. Right? I'm sorry? As a running back, yes, as a running back, as a running back. Uh, Jalen Samuels, yeah, good day for him. Uh, James Washington getting involved, four catches, 69, nice yards. Uh, Vance McDonald, five catches for 30 yards and a score. 
Uh, so Jacoby Brissett started the game. He got stepped on by his lineman. So Brian Hoyer stepped in and stepped up. 168 yards, three touchdowns, one interception. Zach Pascal, 76 yards and a score. And uh, Jack Doyle, 22 yards and a score. The New England Patriots have finally lost a game. Fortunately, it's to the Baltimore Ravens, so I can't be too happy, but I am a little happy. Good to see Tom Brady get uh, some humble humility, you know, a little, little humility to him. Lamar Jackson, 163 yards in the air, one touchdown. He rushed 16 times. That's the most rushes on the day for the Ravens. 61 yards, two touchdowns. Mark Ingram doing his work, 15 rushes, 115 yards, two catches, 29 yards. For the Patriots, Tom Brady, 285 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Mohamed Sanu, this is breakout game with his new team. 10 catches for 81 yards and a score. Julian Edelman doing Julian Edelman things. 10 catches for 89 yards. James White also getting involved. Nine rushes for 38 yards and a score. Two catches for 46 yards. Let's go to the Green Bay Packers. The Los Angeles Chargers shocking the world at home. It was filled with Green Bay Packer fans, but that didn't matter. They took them down 26-11. to Phillip Rivers, 294 yards. He rushed three times for zero yards. Melvin Gordon getting involved and finally showing everybody that he still is Melvin Gordon-esque. 20 rushes for 80 yards, two touchdowns. He had three catches for 29 yards as well. Austin Eckler getting involved too. 12 rushes for 70 yards, four catches. 23 yards. Big Mike Williams, three catches for 111 yards. And we got the Green Bay Packers. Aaron Rodgers, 161 yards, one touchdown, one rush for five yards. They held Rodgers pretty uh, pretty well here in, in Los Angeles. Jamal Williams had 10 yards on the ground, 39 yards in the air, and a score. Devontae Adams, fighting through his turf toe, showed up. Seven catches for 41 yards. Guys, tonight, Monday Night Football, the Dallas Cowboys visit the New York Football Giants. Cowboys are your six-and-a-half-point favorites. The Giants are plus 270 on the money line, and the over-under is 48-and-a-half. It's Dak Prescott versus Danny Dimes, the khaki killer Daniel Jones. All right, going to send it back to the guys on Make It Rain, helping you win some cash this Monday morning. listening to the sports grid network let it rain you remember the class where i taught y'all how to make it rain make it rain dollar dollar bills y'all all right here we go hour two here on make it rain on the grid sportsgrid.com i'm joe ranieri he is uh, dane martinez and uh we got another game tonight to close out the ninth week in the nfl season week nine will culminate at metlife stadium as the giants get ready to uh to host the dallas cowboys in a big nfc east matchup you've got uh, you got a three-win uh, Dallas team or four-win uh, with Dallas team ver- taking on a two-win uh, Giants team, and of course, yesterday the uh, the Philadelphia Eagles not only uh, won but they covered yesterday as well, taking down that pitiful Chicago Bears team, who continues to set the bar lower and lower from a offensive standpoint. Uh, crazy that they actually went into halftime with I think a total of uh, eight yards of offense, some good stuff there, but. Philadelphia is proving that, yep, uh, we we still remember what it was like to win a Super Bowl championship filled with a bunch of guys on that team. They're not going to roll over and go quietly. And Dallas, well, this is the scene of the crime a few weeks ago. I'm not even sure how Dallas is stomaching the fact that they lost to the New York Jets 
uh, in this building a couple of weeks ago. But they got a return. Danny Dimes, though, different team than in week one that the Dallas Cowboys ended up facing. Uh, that was Eli Manning. That was uh, Johnny two-yard uh, out route there. And this is going to be a different team. Don't forget, Leonard Williams now, a member of the New York Giants, trying to shore up sure. at least the middle of that defensive line, try to stop the run game a little bit better. I do think the winner of this game, uh, whoever it may be, uh, whether it's the Giants uh, or Dallas, I think is going to have to be considered uh, you know, a contender to win that division because none of those teams outside of Washington, uh, none of them really want to. They've all had their ups and downs so far this year. Obviously, a much bigger win for the Giants tonight, and uh, it would be a huge loss, and we could probably add Jason Garrett's name to that list of hot seat people we've been talking about. What happens if they lose tonight? Yeah, I mean, that Lincoln Riley, watch out. That's where I think it goes. But you're right, it was a different Giants team back in September. Golden Tate as well, so we'll yep. see. Yep, the battle of uh, wits there between Garrett and Sure. Oh, my God, it's going to be a terrible well. game. We'll break it down for you. Coming up next, sportsgrid.com. NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. So it was all about the home teams in week nine, certainly yesterday in the NFL, as they swept the board 11-0 straight up and against the number. Home teams had uh, been getting their asses whooped here in the first nine weeks, or first eight weeks, rather. 71-44 and 44 against the number, 62% in the first eight weeks, uh, something that just could not continue at that rate. And, yes, the home teams decided to uh, to actually take advantage of that home field advantage so to speak and uh and they did well the public they did get uh they did get it right on a couple of a uh, couple of big plays uh started off nine o'clock yesterday with the texans taking on the jags crushed them in fact 26 to 3 public was heavy on the texans getting a point uh they were right to be the eagles also uh, were a big public favorite yesterday they were laying five and uh, i don't even think that was enough 22 to 14 as the uh, as the Bears are just abysmal, the Panthers also were a big public favorite yesterday. They beat the Titans thirty to twenty, and the Bills uh, twenty four to nine. They ended up covering. They won uh, that game uh, rather easily. There, tough spot for Dwayne Haskins. The Sharps also got their share right yesterday. The uh, the pros they were all over the Steelers. Uh, the Colts were huge public favorites, but. Uh, they didn't end up uh, getting the job done. Lace is out, like you heard Fasano say at the top. Uh, the Dolphins uh, also were a big sharp play yesterday. Uh, the uh, They also love the Raiders. The Raiders were another big play by the Sharps as the Lions were a public favorite. The Raiders uh, with a big goal line stand there to end the game, take care of Matt Stafford and company. 
But the big loss of the day for the Sharps was that Tampa game where, man, nobody wanted to back Seattle. And Jason Myers, by the way, how about the kicking game yesterday for some teams here? Jason Myers mm-hmm. missed from 40 yards. Vinatieri missed an extra yep. point and a field goal again. You go down the even Tucker. I thought it was priceless last night as even Justin Tucker missed a uh, extra point shot. And this, of course, coming after Belichick had uh, paid him the ultimate compliment about how great he was. Well, voila, there's the uh, Belichick curse. But uh, all in all, yesterday, Dan, I got to tell you, the Packers, they that was exactly what at some point you were going to get. You were going to get an egg one of these days from from that team. A lot of breaks had gone their way thus far. But kudos to the San Diego Chargers and their new offensive coordinator, guys, who delivered in a big way. That looked a lot more like the San Diego Chargers team that we thought we'd have all year long. Joey Bosa, Melvin Ingram just led a defense that has really just riddled with injuries. But my word, I mean, they've been getting better and better and better every week. We started to see it last week. As they uh, as they started to clamp down against that Chicago team, and then it really rolled over. The Packers guys, Rodgers only had 161 yards. The Packers only had 184 yards of offense all day. That's with Devontae Adams back in the lineup. So congratulations to the Chargers, who for the first time started to look a lot yep. like what we thought they were, Dane, which is going to be a pretty competitive team. Yeah, absolutely. And you know their history of starting slow and then, you know, working to make it all up in November and December. So we could be in for that. I mean, their division is somewhat open. But I agree with you. Remember, first, let's talk about their defense, okay? We've been saying that they couldn't stop the run, and Green Bay combines for 10 carries of 40 yards in total running the ball, okay? Joey Boza is now hearing left and right about how his little brother is going to get defensive player of the year vote. And he's like, whoa, 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 slow down. I'm pretty good myself. The reigning AFC Defensive Player of the Week does it again with that defense. But here's what I want to say about the Chargers, Joe. For the last three or four weeks, ever since Melvin Gordon came back, I said on this show that it felt like they were force-feeding Melvin Gordon. It felt like they had forgotten about other weapons they had, whether those be Big Mike Williams, Hunter Henry, Austin Eckler, Keenan Allen. And what I saw with the Chargers yesterday was a return to what I call the fantasy herd. Okay, it is good for the real team to have so many different weapons and not know which one to use. It's bad for the fantasy team, but it's great for Philip Rivers at the line of scrimmage. And this is what we see, a more balanced attack. Yeah, Gordon gets 20 carries. But Austin Eckler got 12 and Austin Eckler still gets more catches, you know, in the in the passing game to continue to lead the NFL among running backs. You know, we see Hunter Henry with seven catches, Mike Williams over 100 yards, Keenan Allen involved. This idea of the fantasy herd is what the Chargers need to be. Oh, and look at the other byproduct, by the way, Joe, Philip Rivers, who had been putting it up, what, 40, 45 times. Yeah. In this game. 21 for 28. Not sexy, but what it is is a 75% completion rate and only having to put it up 28 times, actually be balanced, and boom, the Chargers are back in the win column. 
No more Ken Wisenhunt. Enter Shane Steichen, and uh, I think he's done an actually a, a pretty damn good job yesterday. He was aggressive when he needed to be. I thought that he uh, he established a run game come hell or high water, got both of the guys involved. It was involved. a much better uh, offensive showing there at home, and uh, congratulations. The Chargers are exactly what they have been forever, a team that will probably rattle off five or six wins in a row now Come on, and put themselves in the, in the conversation, seeing how it is that the, well, they better do something because both Oakland and Kansas City won. And kudos to Andy Reid, to Matt Moore, to Head the Kansas two. City Chiefs. Uh, we continue to wait for that big game that that next step from uh from the boys over in the minnesota there with kurt cousins and company i thought they might get it yesterday if they were ever going to get it on the road it was going to be with a patrick mahomes less kansas city team but this was a knockdown drag them out you know kicking screaming this was a great game entertaining game to watch uh and matt moore i mean kudos dude i don't know what more he could have done to help this team yesterday. He did everything, but uh, you've got Tyreek Hill, Chris Jones, uh, Damian Williams, guys that we have been waiting for all year to step yeah. up. They stepped up at home. And Kurt Cousins, listen, he threw three touchdown passes, but he was off the mark and missed some wide open guys again, like we've seen him do in the past. But also the defense. Uh, the defense got toasted uh, in the secondary. Tyreek Hill just giving up big play yeah. after big play. It wasn't a great game for Minnesota. Again, they will benefit in any playoff atmosphere with a home game. It's when they have to go on on the road, which is the big question, of course, with Kirk Cousins. But uh, A-plus for the Chiefs, man. I, I don't know what else you can say about that game. They, did, they have survived a couple of weeks without Patrick Mahomes. Kudos to them, man. Still on track to take the division. Yeah, I'd say so. And one of the things we talked about heading into this game, Joe, was the difference in Minnesota at home and on the road. The difference mm -hmm. in that defense at home and on the road. They put I'm, I, I can't be mad at Minnesota. It's not like they put up a stinker. They just they just got beat. All right. And it's not easy when you, you know, relose Adam Thielen in like the first drive as well. You know, he we thought he was going to come back from the hammy, but he wound up in essence being a healthy scratch after I think it was like one play or one series. They realized he was not going to be able to go. But I think, listen, Minnesota is going to be a quality team. They play better at home. This was an unfamiliar um, opponent. They did have a lot of fans there. Did you see them doing the skull chant in Arrowhead? And you're right with Matt Moore. Listen, he goes 25 of 35, 275 and a touchdown. More importantly, gets a win in place of Patty Mahomes. So add Matt Moore to the list of backup quarterbacks who have been able to quote unquote hold the fort, right? Whether it's Teddy Bridgewater, Gardner Minshew, who may be starting to turn into a pumpkin or others that we've seen. The one last thing I'll say about this game, Joe, uh, there was a game winning field goal, right? By Buckner. Did you see Patty Mahomes rush the field celebrating? I mm. think Patty Mahomes is going to play next week. When is their bye? 12. They have two oh, more and then the bye. Okay, so it is next week. They still got to go. They got uh, two games. Yep. Tennessee fun fact and here. then the Kurt Chargers Cousins. in Mexico and then their bye. Kurt Cousins 0-7-1 on the road against winning football teams. Keep that in mind as we the same thing about Matty Stafford, and it proved true also. Yeah. Yep.
don't think anybody's got them winning a Super Bowl, though. More around the league next. Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash DUNK to learn more. Here, time to make it rain as we'll go ahead take a look at that uh, Monday night football game coming up. Giants Cowboys, a uh, all time classic. But uh, we also want to let you know that you can certainly put your money where your mouth is and take a shot. Open yourself up a sports wagering account with FanDuel. It is Jersey's largest sports book. If you head over to fanduel.com forward slash grid. You'll receive a free bet of up to 500 bucks. That's a free bet of up to 500 bucks when you open a sports wagering account at FanDuel.com forward slash grid. You've got point spreads, game totals, props, parlays, in-game wagering, whether at college or pro sports, you are definitely in control. If you head over to FanDuel.com forward slash grid, open your new account and claim that free wager of up to $500 today. And if you have a gambling problem, Call 1-800-GAMBLER, 21 and over, New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. Check out the website for details. And also, guys, check us out on YouTube and Instagram, Sports Grid TV. You can subscribe and follow us. Never miss a show. Highlight packages, always fun on Instagram and YouTube at Sports Grid TV. So we uh, a couple of games that uh, that we didn't have a chance to talk about and should be mentioned. Obviously, Matt Moore, we said, did a great job in backup uh, to Patrick Mahomes, a guy that you can't actually recreate in any way. But a great job holding a, uh, the fort down shows you what coaching can do with uh, with Andy Reid. Great stuff by Matt Moore. Also, I don't think enough can be said about uh, even knowing a losing effort. But, you know, we got another and this is why you bring in and why it's so important to have veterans as a backup like a Ryan Fitzpatrick or like a Brian Hoyer, who was kind of thrust into that situation yesterday for the Colts, where I didn't even realize he was still in the damn league. I, I can't remember the last <laughs> time he threw a pass. And yet Jacoby Brissett got taken out by his own teammate there. And it was unfortunate. It was just one of those weird plays that, you know, he ended up uh, getting his knee all twisted up there. Now, thankfully, according to the Colts, it's simply a uh, going to be one of these uh, sprains, an MCL sprain that they don't yeah. anticipate. Obviously, he's going to miss that much time. But you got to feel better after watching what Brian Hoyer did in backup there. I think he threw a couple of touchdowns, two or three touchdown passes. He did have yep. one pick six, which kind of wasn't his fault. But uh, he... He showed up. I mean, there's nothing to say. He showed up, and the defense did a pretty good job of the Colts. This game is a matter of special teams once again, and the special teams for the Indianapolis Colts have been killing them all year, and once again killed them yesterday. Missed extra point, missed field goal by Adam Vinatieri. I don't know. The problem with Adam Vinatieri is what are you – are you cutting your nose off to spite your face? Like, what do you do yep. – 
with Adam Vinatieri because we've I mean, hell, Nick Falk was kicking last night, guys. He hasn't kicked in two years yep. uh, for the Patriots. I don't know. You know, obviously in, in the offseason, you got to work some out, but you're going to grin or bear it with Vinatieri, I think, till the end. But also, I don't think anybody saw if Jacoby Brissett plays that entire game. Might it be a different outcome? Maybe. But don't look now, guys. The Pittsburgh Steelers, they're right back in it, man. Uh, they uh, Mason Rudolph uh, is getting a little bit better every week. And they didn't have a lot. No James Conner, no Benny Snell, Jalen Samuels, yeah. um, Minka Fitzpatrick. There are that defense is playing, and they're getting plays when they need to. Uh, kudos to the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers for beating a pretty good Colts team at home and a little under man. So congratulations once again. Uh, Mike Tomlin continues one of the most profitable coaches as a underdog that we have seen in a long time. Also close to 75% yesterday at home as an underdog. He just added to that statistic yesterday by winning that game. Yeah, absolutely, Joe. On the Pittsburgh side of things, right? The first thing I want to do, yeah, okay, Mason Rudolph getting a little bit better. That's cool. Remember, they lost with their third-string quarterback in Hodges. Mm -hmm. But I want to, again, juxtapose this against the other AFC North team of Cleveland because Pittsburgh was also, you know, down in the dumps, had lost their starting Hall of Fame quarterback, had their backup quarterback get banged up, was looking like it was going to go left. We were talking about Tomlin on a hot seat. We were talking about all sorts of stuff. But look at what a, you know, and we make fun of Tomlin sometimes, right? Because he gives that same nonsense at the podium. The standard is the standard and blah, blah, blah. But contrast that with the stuff that's coming out of Cleveland. And no wonder why Pittsburgh is able to salvage their season. And he's saying it's good to be at four and four. They're live in the AFC, whereas Cleveland's not. And that's where I think coaching leadership really comes in. So I do say kudos to the Pittsburgh Steelers for kind of navigating the storm and living yep. to fight another day as we enter the back half of the season. Um, yep. For Indianapolis, though, Joe, I I think they got to move on from Venetary. I really mm. do. And I think they can do it in season. Listen, the Falcons cut Matt, uh, Matt Bryant midseason. He was like 40-some-odd years old, and they cut him midseason. Yeah, but they have, now, one the f- they have one what? win. They have one win, though. It's different. They right. have one win. They're not playing but, for a play. You know, the Indianapolis And that's all the more reason they have to make this move, Joe. But That's the reason then? they have to, to make this move, because they are contending. This is what costing who? them games. Who? And Atlanta, it's costing them games who with their 1-7. It doesn't matter. That is this better team, it than matters. Vinatieri. Who are you bringing in that's better than Vinatieri right now? There's a lot of people that are better than no, this version not. of Vinatieri, Because kicking's atrocious. It's a lot of retreads. You, you are stuck with Vinatieri because the market, there is no market for another kicker. Otherwise, every other team needs a kicker except for Baltimore. And Nick Folk is on the Patriots, hasn't yeah. kicked in two years. So that's And there are teams the making is. move at kicker. Like, they are. And it matters they for these Colts. They're actually a contender. That's just their third kicker this year, New England. They don't grow on trees for some reason. I don't know. It, it's amazing to me their, the level of kicking quality in the NFL and there being absolutely nobody to go to except for a 50-year-old Matt Bryant and uh, and a Nick Falk who hasn't kicked in two years. Well, I mean, yeah, great. Get rid of it, Terry. Who the hell are you bringing in? 
Like, I don't know. I'm not a kicker savant, but I would say that you can't trust this. This is yeah. hurting Carly this Lloyd team's is chances. about the right answer. Exactly. Carly Lloyd you know, would but, be an upgrade. But this, but what I'm saying is that this is an issue for this team. So you have to try something about it, right, Joe? No, you got to trust the Hall of Fame best kicker in the history of the but NFL. That's not who he is anymore, Joe. That's not who he is anymore. It doesn't matter. He's still better than what you're going to replace him with. Is he better? Th- Listen, it's better to have the devil you know than the devil you don't know. You're going to bring in some random retread. You don't know what you're going to get. Do you know when Vinatieri uh, game on the line? Who are you going to trust that you can get the off the game was on the line last yesterday, Joe? The game well, was on the line the yesterday, in, and he that blew was it. his fault yesterday, right? It is a two man thing. Like the holder needs to do their job too, don't they? The extra point was also his fault. He's missing a lot of kicks, Joe. Right. This is and not you even the first game that they dude working them. at Applebee's right now because that's going to help them win football games, huh? That's going to help I, them I down do the think stretch. you need to take it. Yes. I do think you need yeah. to take a look at some other people. Yes. This, this is a yeah. five. This is a, a contending mm-hmm. team, Joe, and they yeah. have an issue at kicker. Yeah, and they did. As a matter of fact, after week two, when they thought he was going to retire, they brought in four kickers to try. You know how many lasted? Zero, because that's what's out there right now. Vinatieri's the best you have. It ain't saying much at this point in his career, but you can't go out and replace him with anybody. Otherwise, they would have done it already. They worked out four kickers. He was going to retire. They talked him out of retiring because they realized, I ain't got nothing else out there to choose from. I trust Vinatieri as bad as he might be right now. I still trust him more than the guy working at Applebee's. Yes, and that was after week two. I believe that the equation has changed after week nine. Uh, Well, if Vinatieri's going to go, Vinatieri, I'm sure, is going to retire, but he's not going to do it. They tried to talk him out of it. They're stuck with Vinatieri. Bottom line is they're stuck with Vinatieri, or they got to go the other route and have a a Nick Falk who hasn't hasn't sat there and kicked for two years. Why would New England waste their time with Nick Falk and the, by the way, there was a time yesterday they had a 45-yard field goal opportunity. They opted not to go for it. They opted right. to punt. Why? Because it's Nick Falk. He hasn't kicked in two yeah. years. So why are you going to bring that Don't guy in? Who just got signed by a team last week? People make changes at kicker. I know it not sucks because he's a Not when you have Adam Vinatieri, you don't. Not when, you ha- well, not when you're in a playoff contention spot. That is the best you have. You have to grin and bear it. I mean, that's it. Week 10, you're not going to go out and get a kicker that you don't know or can't trust and bring him into that situation. You've got to keep your fingers crossed and hope Vinatieri gets better and is mentally tough enough to be able to get past this. I, there is no other choice for them. Or roll the dice choice. and see what happens. Of course and there's another choice. I don't know how choice. that makes any sense. I don't know how that makes any sense. Unless you're bringing Carly Lloyd. Them games. He has cost yeah. them multiple games. Uh, as many kickers have. But you know what? You can't just go. You, there's nobody to replace them. I don't understand why there's such a shortage of kickers. It's beyond me that we're either dealing with retreads, retired people, 50-year-olds. It's the one of the most baffling positions in all of the NFL that there isn't a quite. Like, if I'm in college right now, all I want to do is kick. Like, that's what I – because my ticket to the NFL is a – is I'm telling you right like, now, you want to go – the Rosa Award in the on. NCAA, right? Whoever it is needs to, like, market yep. themselves a little bit better so Absolutely. that we know about them so they could get yep. drafted. 
Yeah. You know, I, it's your ticket to the NFL. You don't even have to wait till you graduate. Like if you can kick as a junior, <laughs> they will draft your ass. Yeah, declaring they will early. draft you. Like you've got to be kidding me. It's one of the forget about quarterback, like be a kicker. And I guarantee you, you got a million dollars, a minimum million dollars waiting for you and a career in the NFL. It's just amazing to me. Absolutely amazing to me. We can't, uh, we oh, got to deal with the. Center that plays a tight game in the trenches. They need a kicker they can depend on. If Terry yeah, carries that guy, we'll see. But I don't know. I try with behind for number three. Well, roll the dice. I just don't know. If you're a kicker, call Indy. They might be looking for a new one. Monday Night Football next. NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. All right, the NFC East is on display here tonight as both of these teams, the Cowboys and the Giants, had the opportunity to watch uh, Philadelphia take care of business against the Chicago Bears yesterday. Carson Wentz uh, rounding into form. They got the running game going on. They've uh, also defensively have gotten healthier in the secondary all of a sudden now. What a difference a couple of weeks makes for the Philadelphia Eagles as they are starting to, uh, you know, take it to another level. So that means if the Giants or Dallas are going to make a run at this thing, and I think we all agree that it's going to be the division winner and that's it from the NFC East. The rest will be mediocrity or, you know, draft picks like Washington. Uh, But they go in it tonight. Now, this line opened up at seven and a half. It is a ton, and I mean a ton of public support here for the uh, Dallas Cowboys, about uh, just about 75% of the tickets on Dallas. Uh, but the line continues to move down, which means some of the bigger bets certainly coming in on the New York Giants with the points. So it's now under that key number of seven. It's at 60 and a half. The over-under is hovering around 48, 48 and a half. I don't think they have Sterling Shepard tonight. I think he's still in that concussion protocol. But other than that, I think, Everybody else is pretty much healthy. So it's not a, you know, they're not missing all the guys like they were a couple of weeks ago. So you've got a full complement of weapons once again for minus Sterling Shepard. You've got, uh, you got everybody else for Danny Dimes. Dallas too. Uh, Their offensive line was a bit of a problem early on, but no, they seem to uh, have also gotten a little bit healthier. So no excuses here. Zero plus you got a new face for the Giants. You know, they got uh, they got themselves a Leonard Williams in the middle of that defense now, hopefully to be able to slow down the running games. Will it ultimately matter? I don't know. I think it's the passing game that's going to determine that tonight. Amari Cooper, Dak Prescott, they weren't good in this building a month ago, but it's a different team, different time. They faced them already, but last time they faced them, they torched that secondary, torched that secondary, but that was at home. Dallas, not the same team on the road like they are in Jerry World in Arlington. So when you look at this game, 
What do you think that the uh, the keys to the Giants winning? What do what do the Giants have to do in order to be able to pull this out? I think the Giants need to get off to a hot start. Um, I think they need to leverage that crowd. I think they need to, you know, put doubt in Dallas's mind, you know, that sort of thing. I think they need to get off hot, and I think they need to, you know, get keep Danny Dimes on schedule. When I do in-game live all the time with Gabe, we talk about this, the, like, scripted plays. They need to be in third in manageables. They need to not all of a sudden um, – have to force Danny Dimes to make crazy plays to keep them involved. I think you need to see Saquon on first and second down. I think you need to see a lot of third and fours so that they can leverage guys like Golden Tate and Evan Ingram in the intermediate game, okay? That's what Tate and Ingram are. I don't think they have the downfield threat, so I don't think that the Giants can get behind schedule or behind the chains and behind in this game. So I would like, what I'm looking for is early on that keeping Danny Dimes safe kind of uh, and keep on moving the ball with the run game and these short passes. That's what I'm looking for to keep them on schedule. Uh, yeah, I think they have to. And I here's the thing, interesting thing that the Giants did that showed me that they're, the Gettleman is not, he's certainly not thrown the towel in this year. You don't trade away draft picks to bring in Leonard Williams, who you're right. going to have to negotiate with. If you are not seriously trying to make a run at this NFC East title. And listen, they, they got two wins. The leaders got four. There, there is a chance to be able to do this, but it starts here tonight. So I thought it was telling that Gettleman would go out and trade away future picks in order to be able to do something right now. So I think that sends a message to the Giants. The Giants have always faced the Cowboys. They've always played them tough. Even when the Giants weren't any good, they still always play the Giants. The familiarity here and everything else that comes along with it only it's a new quarterback. It's a new era for the uh, Giants. I do think Saquon can have a huge game here. I really do. I think that uh, that, that defense, uh, a little bit overrated for the Dallas Cowboys. I think they're susceptible to a running back like Saquon. And I think yeah. if Danny Dimes does not turn the damn ball over, if he, uh, if he doesn't turn the damn ball over and allows Saquon to get out in some space, I think they can control the clock, control the tempo, and then you got to see what this secondary does because it really is, to me, uh, you know, are we going to give up 200 yards to uh, to Amari Cooper here tonight? Because that's the big question mark. Well, do me a favor. Just don't up, give up 100 yards to Michael Gallup because that's what yes. I need in my yeah. fantasy yeah. team, okay? Oh, <laughs> I, I'm in but a place right. where don't I need Michael Gallup and leave the other open. Exactly. to not go off. <laughs> yeah. All right. But look at some prop bets. Here's what I think is interesting. Off the narrative you're talking about, Joe, you know, we have two of the premier running backs in the National mm -hmm. Football League in this game, Joe. And when you look at, like, the scrimmage yards, you know, the rushing and receiving yards prop bet, Ezekiel Elliott, 118 and a half. Wow. Saquon Barkley, 114 and a half. Those are big totals. And, that you know, there's no reasons why both of those guys might not be able to go over. And you talk mm. about Danny Dimes playing a clean game. Joe, Danny Dimes' interception, yes, is minus mm -hmm. 270. No, is plus 200. So if you like the Giants, would you correlate those bets, Joe, at all? You know, like a no plus 200 for Danny Dimes on interceptions and the G-Men plus six and a half? Yeah, I, I, that's the only way it works. I mean, that's that's right. going to be the only way that it's they gotta going to be together, happen. right? Yep, it's got to be together. And if that's the case, also you probably should be looking at the 
Uh, you should probably be looking at the under because I don't think a shootout favors the Giants in any way, shape, or form. I think uh, controlling the tempo, controlling the clock, limiting possessions, I think that's going to be their best shot at this. Uh, if it does get into a free-for-all, I, I, you know, I just don't know that the Giants – because you're going to be asking Danny Dimes to take chances and risks. And when you do that with a rookie quarterback, mm-hmm. that that's where the turnovers. So, I, you know, I would also correlate the under in that scenario as well. Yeah, and that's why I'm saying, Joe, what's so important is early on them staying mm-hmm. on schedule, right? right? So that Danny Dimes is not forced into exactly what you're describing, right? Making yep. the mistakes, having to feel like he's got to keep up with Amari Cooper or, or Dallas putting on points. You're right. right. I, I think profile to the under, and that's the path for the Giants, right? Yep. Have a more blue-collar kind of game, rely on Saquon, Danny yep. Dimes not making mistakes, and this game winding up, you know, this game being 17-14 going into the fourth, and then yep. someone making a play. Yeah. And now if and the odds are uh, looking at the NFC East standings right now, how many wins does Philadelphia have now? Are they up to four or five with that yesterday? They are four. All right. So therefore, so Dallas, they're five and four. They're five and four. Okay, so this is a big game, obviously, for both. I mean, Dallas is trying to keep pace now and the Giants are trying to make it real, real interesting because if they win, then you'll have five wins, four wins, three wins. And I do believe the Giants in Philadelphia still on that schedule, right? I mean, they've got – I know they played Dallas once. I don't, I'm don't. i trying to – did they play Philadelphia yet, or did I miss that? I don't I think they – I think they did, but I'll go back and double-check. Yeah, because, I mean, that's – you've got the teams you need to play in front of you if you're the Giants. So I, I can't wait to see what Leonard Williams does here if he does anything against the run – and gives them because you traded away a couple of future assets because you thought that was going to be the key maybe to do some things defensively. Uh, Dallas, we've seen them on the road throw up all over themselves sometimes. So Jason Garrett versus Pat Shermer tonight in a must-win kind of situation for both of these teams. Because yeah. if you go, if you don't win, if you're the Giants, then you're kind of looking at a situation right. where, all right, what are we? What are we hoping? I mean, they're for? two like, and six, Joe. You right, talk about exactly. them as buyers getting Leonard Williams, but they're two and six. Right. Like they they're need right. to win this game. You're right, yes. though. They haven't played Philly yet, Joe. The last four for the Giants. Okay, let's play out this Shangri-La. They get the win. You know, they right. stay because next week they play the damn Jets, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that yeah, could well, be two then. in a row, and then they're by. There you go. Yep. Joe, they finish. Okay, I don't think this is going to happen. Let me just say that right off the bat. I think Philly wins this division. Okay, but if you want to play this out, let's say they Giants win tonight. They win against Mm -hmm. the Jets. Then they have their bye. Joe, their last four games. Two against Philly. Okay, right. At Philly week 14, they host Philly to end the season. Their last four games are two against Philly. Miami and Washington. Oh, geez. So look at that. Oh, what? Oh, what? Yeah, Miami and Washington. And then, honestly, right after the bye is Chicago, and I think they unravel also. Literally, Joe, they got seven games left, right? Tonight, the Jets, right? The four I told you about. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's at Chicago, and they're unraveling too. So if they they get this win tonight, then – if they want to try and take care of business against the division and against the Eagles in December, maybe they've got a path. Maybe. 
It starts tonight, though. That's for sure. I don't think we can uh, It's instate it. Now, you going under, over? You think this is going to be a uh, a shootout? How are you working with this? No, I think this is I think this is Ezekiel Elliott and Saquon Barkley. I think this is Ezekiel Elliott and Saquon Barkley. I like your underplay, Joe. That's the narrative, I think. I think we're going to see which running back is best, and I think we're mm. going to see, you know, play-action shots from both quarterbacks. Will there be a 55-yard try to Amari Cooper off play-action? Yes. Right. Will there be, like, a guy like Darius Slayton that maybe gets a play-action shot? Right. Sure. But this is going to be won and lost on Zeke and Saquon, in my opinion. It's interesting, too. The um, It's funny that this week, this past weekend, we had some division matchups here where I do believe you had the entire AFC West take on the NFC North here, right? I think those were the games that we had. Right. You had Oakland taking on Detroit, yep. San Diego. Yeah, that's a 4-0 sweep for the AFC West, guys, taking down the NFC North, not Green oh, Bay, not but still, what's that? But they all won. Yeah, Denver yeah, beat they Cleveland. All won. But they all won. It wasn't all the yeah. NFC North. That's what I'm saying. They played the no, AFC no, North. No, no, yeah, Cleveland. no. I mean, the matchups but were in won. there, but the the, the yeah. West swept the NFC. I mean, for the yeah. most uh, for the most part, they. Oh, you know, I mean, are we talking about in? Is it? Is it more balanced or better? You think the East, the um, you know, do you do you think that the AFC has got better quality teams and the NFC is is the really top I still heavy? Think the NFC. I still think the NFC. When you, you look still at the think NFC, the NFC's teams, got the better teams. When you look at the NFC West teams, right, right, and let's not forget about New Orleans, who didn't play yesterday either. Yeah, that's a good point. Okay, yep, so I still point. think. Let's put it this way: the last NFC wild card, in my opinion, will have a better record than the six seed AFC wild card. You know, I, in the AFC, we're talking about what? Still teams like the Colts who don't have a kicker. Mm-hmm. Buffalo, who we don't know if we believe. Can the right. Chargers only have four wins get hot? Those are the kinds of teams we're talking about. Meanwhile, in the NFC, we're talking about Seattle in that spot, who may mm-hmm. have the MVP. We're talking about Minnesota, who I think we have more faith in a team like Seattle than a team like Buffalo. And so that's right. why I still think the NFC is tougher. Yeah, the NFC Carolina's still got the, the, the leg up. Also. You know, so they the still NFC, I think, still up. has more teams. It's bigger. It's more of a gauntlet in the NFC. They also have the only undefeated team still in Four the teams. San Francisco 49ers, and that division is going to be very interesting here come the uh, come the second half of the season now. who The 49ers, the Rams, are, are we yeah. still sleeping on the Rams? Is the, yeah. you know, can, uh, can Cleveland get it turned around? Does, uh, does New England, who I... We had a poll on this, which who's the best team in the NFL? And my, how one week changes things, right? Who is the best team yeah. in the NFL? The Saints, 39%. The Niners, 28%. The Patriots, only 23%. I wonder what, what that would have been 24 hours ago. Well, the good news is Belichick gets a week off now to uh, patch up the holes, and then we'll see what we get on the second half. It does get harder for their schedule. But uh, Monday Night Football will be back breaking it down tomorrow. Make it rain, people. Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash DUNK to learn more.
Breakfast on Make It Rain. It's one thing if you want to give Freddie Kitchens a chance and nobody expects you to win more than two games. You can kind of, you know, the trials and tribulations, you can kind of work with him and you can under, he's learning as he goes. But you you put him in a spot to me, Dane, to fail because all eyes are on Cleveland. You got a quarterback who won't shut up. You were going to win the Super Bowl. Like all of these things and expectations on a guy that's never had even a mentor from a head coaching perspective to help him along the way. You basically thrust this guy in so John Dorsey could run the team. And that's really what that move was all about. And I, it's backfiring on in every direction. So now what are you going to do? You're going to fire Freddie Kitchens. And who's going to want the, the damage again? I don't know that you can unring this bell in Cleveland anytime soon. I think that's fair, but but Joe, remember, we're a year or two removed from them being 0-16. You know what I mean? Right, but they were 0-16 with no expectations and no talent. Right. No, they no, no, I understand. No I understand the expectations were there. Yes, absolutely, yeah. and that changes and the, the dynamic. wasn't there either, though. Right, and that's why I'm saying – so my point is, though, that I do believe that when they fire Freddie Kitchens, and I do believe that'll be on Black Monday um, – I do think there'll still be people who want this job, though, Joe, because the I do believe there is talent there. You get an adult in the room, and you give it a year or two, and I think they'd be okay. But to me, this stuff, Joe, you know, when you talk about the expectations that raised, you know, they brought some of that on themselves, Joe. Yes, a lot of this was little hype and buzz when they got Odell in March and April. I give you that. But then they brought some of this on themselves. They were the one doing GQ interviews. They were were the ones, you know, putting on these cleats. They were the ones talking about other quarterbacks. They were the ones saying, like, if anybody leaks in this organization, we'll fire them. So what I want to know is, hey, Freddie Kitchens and John Dorsey, you just said if leaks will be fired. Um, is Jermaine Whitehead getting cut today? Yeah. Uh, no, it's not, by the way. Uh, sure. they're, they're, it'll be handled internally. Like, how can you do that? How can you allow a guy to go on social media in the NFL and threaten to kill fans and, and a reporter and just be like, oh, guys, it's it's unfortunate, but, you know, we're going to go ahead and handle this. Inter- like, what are you going to do internally? Like, his, if I'm Roger Goodell right now, you just had one of your players go out there and threaten to kill somebody publicly on social media. Like, you know, <laughs> heaven forbid something is to happen, whether it's his fault or it's not now. What kind of look is that to the NFL? Like, how do you not suspend his ass? 